Hello and welcome to the new episode of the 15 Minute Coffee Podcast. My name is Alan Donovan and I'm joined here today with Neve Lawley. In part two of this week's episode, we talked to Garrett Flower. Garrett is a serial entrepreneur who has started numerous businesses over the years. His latest ventures include Park Office and the Magnet 100 Community. In this episode, we talked about power visualization and manifestation. Garrett talked about his visualization techniques. We also spoke about the importance of starting your day on a positive note and staying away from anything negative or anything that brings negative energy into your life. This is part two of Garrett's episode, so if you haven't listened to part one, I'd highly recommend you going back and giving that a listen before starting. I really enjoyed recording this episode and I really hope you enjoy listening too. So, without further ado, let's get straight into it. So, moving on again, I, I know you recently achieved a massive personal goal of moving to New York, the Big Apple. So, uh, being an entrepreneur obviously requires setting very ambitious goals like this. Uh, I know from working a small bit with you, you're an incredibly ambitious person. So, do you have any particular systems or strategies which you use to set goals, or does this come naturally? And have you ever used manifestation in the past, and have you found it to be effective? Yeah, great question. I, I um, actually have been talking a bit about this um, recently. Um, I asked actually around if people schedule in time <laughs> during their work week to manifest um, because it's something that I do uh, and I, I, I very clearly visualize my goals. Um, I have them on my desktop, on my, on my laptop here. So every time I open my laptop, I have my goals, my desires. Um, and, and, you know, in terms of there's a life triangle of, of your ambition, which is, you know, you start, you start at the bottom, which is survival. You know, you, people are just trying to survive. They're working to survive and some stay in that sector. Then there's status. Some people work just for status to buy the cool cars, to buy the nice houses and to have a big bank account. Then the next one is freedom. You get to the next stage. Some people want to go to that stage, which is financial freedom to do whatever they want in their lives, be it creative passions. And then there's purpose. And I think that's a reminder every day, the visualization of what are you doing, what you're doing for, what's your purpose. And for me, I'm trying to build solutions that make people's lives easier. And I enjoy building world-class solutions that do, that does that. And I, I think I think a very good story about this is, you know, my last business crossed, um, you know, I really enjoyed building a good business. It was a bakery. Um, we supplied, we we're the biggest donut supplier in 2017, 2018 to Tesco's, you know, we had coffee shops in Dublin city center, catering business, lots of happy customers, but my purpose wasn't aligned and I wasn't enjoying it towards the end. And so I, I left the business and I think you have to, you know, is your, is that your purpose for me? It was technology more. How can I create solutions that make people's lives easier? Um, and I know it sounds corny, but make the world a better place. You know, that's the sort of thing that you want to, at the end of the day, be saying, okay, well, I contributed to at least making the world a better place in some way. Uh, and with, with, you know, donuts and cronuts, I, I felt I was probably <laughs> adding to the obesity problem. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> which I, I love dearly, but you know, it was it, it was weighing on me a little bit. Um, and I think that's uh, every day I uh, I look at that and I visualize my future. You know, there's things in there like very personal to me, obviously looking after my parents in old age and stuff like that, and just planning in when and what financial milestones I had to hit before that that time frame to get it clear in my head that I don't want to be worrying about paying for hospital bills and into the future and you know nursing homes and that sort of stuff and that's all relevant in my visualization so i go very specific um new york was a big milestone for me it's opening me up to a bigger market and uh, bigger market bigger opportunities and uh, just just no way around that um and i think in terms of um manifestation you know you have to spend time thinking more and more about about what your future will look like and then you know there is a superpower in it there's no way of saying it there is a superpower around us i believe in energy i'm a big believer of energy and i think good energy attracts good energy negative energy attracts negative energy i think it's, it's proven to me so many different times and i start i try and start every day in a positive light and and i think I get away from negative energy. I just get away from it, no matter what it costs. It, it's it, it taxes you and takes you away. Um, and so, so for me, manifesting a future, um, and then visualizing it very, very specifically, um, has helped me a lot to get to where I want to be. Yeah, I think it's interesting how you're saying it. Like it's it's very specific. It's like it's people always say, oh, it's it's wishy washy, but I think it can be very practical, and it's. It's important to know where you're going before you even start. Oh yeah, like do do, do this simple uh, scenario. It's like like who do you see yourself as in ten years? Mm. And you know, w- w- get more specific. Where are you living? Are you married? Do you have kids? How much are you making? You know, how often do you go on holidays? You know, do you have pets? Yeah, yeah. And like literally draw out that life for yourself. Do you work out? Yeah. Are you fit? Are you yeah. unhealthy? And your gut instinct, I mean, you're going to do this on your own. And a lot of people tend to write down uh, a lot of people when, you know, they get nervous almost thinking about writing this down. Mm. And like, you have to be more specific, more, you know, what about your friends? Who are your friends in 10 years time? What's, yeah. what's your relationship with your family? Are you know? Are you uh, are you spiritual? You know, do you do you do anything different than you do today? Do you know a different language? And I think that's yeah. the for me that excites me. And I think for a lot of people, um, it should it has to excite you, and you have to sort of be ambitious. And then you can work backwards from that, like mm. ten years, five years, two years, one year, and write out those, write out all of that in a in an Excel or Google Sheets or, and keep it close to you. And like, it's, it's, it's really good. And then you can reflect in a year's time. Did I hit this? Okay, no, now I have to change things up because I need to hit this target. This is who I want to be in 10 years. Mm. Um, and it keeps you accountable. Keeps you'll, you'll, change, you'll change either way. So it just depends on changing the right way. Yeah. That was the big thing with the Magna 100 is, is that I was like, what am I, what am I good at? I have a good network. That's something I'm good at. I love added value. I love helping people, you know, a community of like-minded entrepreneurs. It's not a business. It's not something I have to run. It's just something I enjoy doing part-time on the side. 
to bring people together and add value. And that to me was a no brainer. It's like in line with every core value I have. Yeah. So I suppose final question for me, um, obviously being an entrepreneur is a stressful occupation and you always need to be turned on. Have you found you have had to make sacrifices in your life, whether it be social or family life? And have you ever found the stress to have a negative effect on your mental or even physical health? So I think sacrifices is, um, sacrificing is, um, is actually a rough word. I think it's like exchange, right? So, Mm. so like, do you exchange more hard work now for less pay for a future, uh, that's more in line with your goals? You know, I think that's the exchange, right? I don't think it's a sacrifice because in the future, you're not going to call you winning big a sacrifice. It's an exchange. So you're exchanging your time uh, for future benefit. And, you know, I think personally, um, I was probably in the more of the exchanging more time for work in my first uh, foray into business, you know, a few different businesses with my really good pal, you know, my best pal, Devin Hughes, who's doing extremely good things at Buy Me. Um, you know, we, we started a few first few businesses together and didn't go anywhere, but we put so much hours into that and so much learning and, and then crust started and, and I put so much time and energy into it. And I think, I think what I've realized is that exchanging your time as you get more experienced, I think it be, you just focus on more things that are just going to change the needle in a much larger way and you outsource or hire people who are going to look after, uh, you know, maybe it's more micro, uh, day-to-day actions or tasks. And so, you know, you can't do that at the very beginning. I get that, but at, at a certain stage, you hire people who are going to take those. And then you focus as I do on three main priorities every single day. And that's the thing I keep consistent to. I, I do those three. And if I'm too tired, then after that, I won't do anything else for the rest of the day. Sometimes I'll do, you know, these conversations here uh, with yourselves or something else that, that can help, help uh, move the company forward and, and bring, bring some promotion to it. So like, this is, um, I think an important point that I think our whole generation, generational shift now is towards working smarter. And, um, I'm a big believer that you should only exchange time into things that can really move the needle. And if you're working 20 hour days, I think you should look at yourself and say like, what are you doing? That's actually moving the needle in those 20 hours. Okay. I get it. If it's a sprint a couple of weeks or maybe two or three months trying to do a fundraise or something like that. But you know, after that you should, you shouldn't be needing to do 20 hour days. I think you have to look at your other pillars in your life, like your family, you know, your, your, your fitness, um, your own personal finance and just making sure it's all balancing. Um, which I think a lot of people leave out, they work overtime and then they gain weight uh, put stress in the relationships. Um, and they, you know, they focus on one and then one bar fills up and, and they don't, um, have any balance and that can have a hugely negative, um, effect across the board. I, I, I always think, you know, you don't want to be the wealthiest guy in the graveyard, you know, <laughs> you make it big and then you die at 40 or, you know, yeah. it's, it's just, alone, like, alone. you know, it's too young for me. I want to hit a hundred, get the hundred yeah. quid from the government, 
you know that's that's my goal of manifesting being an old man after i get to manifesting 100 years old i'll get get the card for part of me wants to just get to 100 and you know jump off a plane you know (laughs) promiscuous yeah 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 um, so just moving on to our final section, Gareth, a question that we ask all of our guests. Can you give us a book recommendation? Well, it could be a podcast or a documentary as well, but a recommendation that has had, I suppose, a positive impact or influence in your life. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I think the book I'm most, you know, I spout on about the most is, is the best, is the 5am club. I think that one has had the most impact on my life. Uh, I I love the book. I read it regularly. Um, I'll pick up a chapter now and again. And I love, uh, you know, just r- love reading uh, through it. Um, so that's had a had a big effect on me. How to Win Friends and Influence People is also a very good book. Um, it's classic, but it is a very good book. I, I'm a, I'm actually quite controversial on on books in that I I actually think if you're reading like a book a week or a book a month you know, how much of that are you actually consuming, you know, and putting into practice? I think a lot of people read an insane amount of, of, of literature and then don't actually put it into practice or consume it properly. And like in my, in my sense, properly is taking, taking points away from that, that will improve your life. And like, for me, I actually have, I almost treat books like friends, you know, you're the average of the five friends to spend the most time with. I just think there's something to be said about you're the average of the 10 books you read consistently. And so, so because, you know, yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's, that's um, something probably a bit controversial, but I would be against reading sort of a book a week. And I, I just, I can't me personally, anyway, I, I can't consume and put into action the learnings um, without thinking about them in a lot, lot of, different aspects you know taking away a good chapter and then over a week you see different things in your business that relate to it and then you can add as some of those into actions and then they become a benefit to you and your business but if you're speed walking through it all or sprinting through it you know i just i don't know how you how people do it yeah there's no point reading all of these books if you know you're not really getting anything from it and you just you're just reading them to say oh well i read all these books it's pretty pointless yeah 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 here's my 52 books i read this year but you can't actually tell the person what you actually read yeah yeah i'd love to see i had an old english teacher uh, mr eager and he used to make everyone write out a one uh, page document on what they've learned in different categories of the book so what are the big key takeaways favorite quotes different things like that and i'd love to see these people's one pagers you know the 52 like you know I'd say they, one line really <laughs> yeah 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 exactly so finally um what is one thing that you would like to tell someone to start doing today if they're looking to start a business it's a great question it's a great question the one the one thing i would say um to any entrepreneur starting off is is to really understand in advance what what they're trying to achieve you know and i think it's important to understand and, and visualize their future in advance and try and see, okay, is this the type of person I want to be? Is this the type of thing I want to be involved in? Because your time is the most precious thing. And 
I think you should spend the time understanding the problem, understanding the business, researching, validating, and going through a tough process so that you save yourself time in, in the future and that you're only working on something you've really thought through and you're not just jumping on instincts um, and, and going from there and making it happen. I think too many people jump on instinct and start something only to realize a year down the road, this isn't for them. And they spend three years trying to get out of it. Um, and I think that's, it's so important. Um, it's, I almost wish it would be taught in schools. <laughs> you know, people, I think from a younger age should understand that their time is their most precious thing. And how do you manage your time and your energy better? I don't think we're taught, taught about that too well in school. I think you're just thrown into the workforce. And that's why you have people who are used to working mad hour days. And it's just the done thing. You know, I hear my friends, no offense, but they're working in like Deloitte or Ernst Young and working like 70, 80 hour weeks. And they're like, you know, oh, it's good for my brand and my career. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I think it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's controversial, but I think, you know, time, I think more and more companies are now focusing on employee welfare and focusing on talent and energy management and getting smarter work out of their employees and remote working is going to have a huge thing on that. Um, and I think you'll see a lot in the future where companies will, will, will reward based on, outcome instead of output mm. i think the pandemic even has had sort of shown people that life is isn't isn't limitless it's not it doesn't go on forever like it's it's a, it's brief so you may as well <laughs> i think the pandemic has you know the one thing it's done for me it's definitely put into perspective that anything can happen and mm. you know <laughs> we do five year forecasts for the business. And like, I laugh now, you know, doing these and like, yeah. you know, we literally just had to put into a, our forecast, a pandemic, a global, <laughs> a global pandemic, like literally I watched uh, the movie Armageddon. Like I oh, love yeah. watching old movies, but Armageddon uh, came on and I had to turn it off. I was yeah. like, Jeez, you know, I, after I, COVID, anything can happen, and this is slightly more terrifying to watch. I, I don't think I don't think I can watch them sort of movies anymore, them disaster <laughs> movies, because they're not like they, they couldn't be movies like you. They could yeah. be real, wouldn't they? You yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely not visualizing anything like that anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm staying away from it. <laughs> yeah, right. I uh, appreciate t- taking your time to to help us out today, Garrett. Thanks for coming. Uh, thank you, thank you, guys. I enjoyed it. Pleasure. Thank you.